You're listening to the Jack and Chill Podcast. All right, Jack, for this episode of Jack and Chill, I have a fun game of this or that, which for our viewers means that I will ask Jack whether he would prefer one option or a second option, and he will tell me which one he prefers, and then I will also answer. So, Jack, do you prefer fruitcake, which is a holiday dessert that is kind of unpopular in the U.S.? It's basically kind of like a loaf of cake with candied fruits incorporated right. into it. Or ambrosia salad, which is a creamy, sweet salad with several different types of fruit and fruit-flavored marshmallows in it. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, I would have said um, ambrosia salad. I would prefer that because it's kind of the texture is kind of like it's kind of like um, gel jello or, you know, kind of a jelly. Um, yeah, like a sweet whipped. Yeah, sweet whipped, very light. It's it's, you know, you know, the expression Floppy. there's always room for jello, you know, so at the end of of a big meal you could still eat a little bit of ambrosia salad and it's not going to fill you up too much and it's sweet but mm. now i i think it's disgusting it's way too sweet it's just um i would rather have a a slice of fruitcake to be honest mm -hmm. um i don't mind fruitcake that much i mean i know that it's it's not my favorite um dessert but it's got some nuts in it. It's got some, uh, a little bit of candied fruit and a little bit of cake. So, you know, it's not, it's not too much. It's, it doesn't, um, overload the senses like ambrosia salad does. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I never liked ambrosia salad, even as a kid, I had kind of weird taste buds. Like I prefer dark chocolate over milk chocolate, even from being a little child. And, mm. I, yeah, that's I would drink <laughs> black coffee also as a child oh, because wow. the Mexico kids drink coffee. I had I did add some sugar into it, but I wouldn't put any milk and I didn't like it very sweet because I liked the like kind of bitter flavor profile. Yeah. Um. So I always had weird taste buds and I hated ambrosia salad. It was just horrible. Um. And I would say I would pick fruitcake, even though as a kid, I also didn't like the texture of like the candied fruits, raisins and like nuts in it. Mm -hmm. um, I would pick I would pick those out. But now as an adult, I think I could just eat the whole thing. I think with like a coffee or like a ponche, which we make in Mexico, which is like the hot fruit punch drink. I think yeah. that it would be tolerable. Yeah, I would I would be right now. I would be very satisfied with a slice of fruitcake and a, a latte. Like that would be, that'd be nice. Like I wouldn't mind yeah. that. But uh, like a bowl, of, <laughs> a bowl of marshmallows with, you know, jello and cream. Cool whip and whipped cream does not, uh, it doesn't sound good to me. It's just a, yeah, it's nasty. I know. Yeah, I can't imagine. It would be like hard to get a spoon down. And then with the fruitcake, it's like, yeah, I could do it. You know, I, I wouldn't mind, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. All right, Jack, for our next one, do you prefer eggnog or hot chocolate? Yeah, I know we're going to have a, a bitter uh, argument about this one, but I love eggnog. 
I love. You know it. what? I've come around to eggnog. I'll, oh. I'll let you finish. But I'll okay. let you finish. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big eggnog fan. My dad used to buy because uh, they only sold it seasonally. And uh -huh. it's still only up. sold seasonally. Yeah. Yeah, and it was my dad used to buy one called Holly Nog. That was like the name of the company. And oh, Holly I yeah. Nog, it was just like you like a milk carton, but instead out came this like thick. I don't know how to describe. Horrible. It. It's so thick, <laughs> like it's just thick, 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 and um, a thick liquid, and and you drink it cold, and it's not milk, but it's kind of it's milky. It's kind of um, like a custard, like a liquid custard. Yeah, exactly. It's very much like a liquid custard. But I in fact, it found... is. It has eggs. Sorry, good. Yeah. Well, I just like to take like a coffee cup with a half a coffee coffee cup of eggnog, and mm -hmm. and it's so heavy and it's so rich that you could just take little sips and it feels like you're taking a whole bite of some kind of dessert. It's like drinking a dessert, basically. Um, mm -hmm. I, I know the calories in there have to be astronomical. Oh, like, it's bad. Cause I had like, it said for like four ounces, it's like over 200 calories. And I definitely had like two, eight ounce cups today. So I, I just downed like 800 calories of only eggnog in one day. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I could drink a whole carton of it, to be honest. Like I, I tried to make it once even, and it didn't turn out too well. I put too much vanilla extract in it. And oh, yeah. uh, it made my throat hurt. Um, so, burnt. yeah, it kind of burned. Um, but, I, you know, I love I love eggnog and I'm not I'm not a big hot chocolate drinker. I just don't. I've got a bunch in my house and it just expires because no one drinks it. Is it like the Swiss Miss type that you have, though, like the instant hot cocoa? Yeah, it's not like real. That's it's not real hot chocolate. It's just the, the exactly. It's the powder. That you mix uh, with yeah. hot, warm milk or or water if you I think the water it tastes the worst, you know. If you Yeah, it's like it if you milk. hate yourself and you drink it with water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that's just it's just sugar water and it's really gross. But um with milk it it's it's a little bit better. Um I just I just don't like to get my calories from drinks Drink. usually. Yeah, unless yeah. you know, I do. I do drink milk, but I drink it with my coffee because right. I love iced lattes. So I will drink, you know, a lot of coffee with with milk. Um, but it's like a splash of milk in your coffee, not like. Oh gallons. no! I drink like full. Actually, I I just lied to you. I drink a lot of calories. Uh, actually, if you count milk, <laughs> because I'll put like uh, I'll make a really strong like three espresso shots. And then fill up a cup with ice, and then the rest is milk. It's probably, oh, it's okay. probably only half a cup of milk. It's because there's so much ice in there. Right. But I'll drink those like I'll drink like two or three a day, because okay, but that, but milk does have some nutritional value. You're not really getting sugar like sugar calories through that, which is something I do admire because I definitely drink a lot of my calories lately. I mean, I had a full, I had like a 16 ounce Coke and two eight ounce cups of eggnogs just today. So I definitely drink my calories. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to well, be more mindful of that in the new year. <laughs> it's so it's so easy to do. And I mean, I do I do sometimes uh, drink calories, too, because like I said, I, I drink I drink milk and 
And but uh, you know, I drink diet soda uh, sometimes, so that's you know got its own problems related to it. So I'm I'm by no means like Mister Healthy over here on my high horse, you know. You know, I, as I've gotten older, I have come around to eggnog, so it's not the horrible choice I would have vilified you for before. Um, but I don't like the like the Holly Nog. Like I don't like the brand that you're talking about. It tastes there's like a really strong nutmeg flavor to that brand that's Yeah. like overpowering, Yeah. and it's like too thick and too sweet. Um, Yeah. and I like. When I was younger, I used to prefer silk nog, like the the veg the I guess vegan option that was made with soy milk because it was thinner and it wasn't so thick. It was like a texture thing, and it had less of a really intense like eggy and nutmeggy type of flavor. Right. So I pr I would ask my parents to purchase silk nog is what I would drink. I would not drink the regular eggnog because it was nasty because it was like thick. And my sister really loved eggnog and I just was never a fan. And in recent years, I've actually come around to it only specific brands. I like there's a br
like six weeks of eggnog time at at the max. Um, and then it's just yep. completely gone off the shelves and you can't buy it anywhere. Um, you so can go to McDonald's it, and you can get an eggnog shake, which are amazing. Those are is that a real thing? I've never had that before. Yes, yes. They have the shamrock shake, which is around St. Patrick's Day, which is mint. And then they have the uh, around the holiday season, they've got the eggnog shake. I may yeah. have to try that. I'm sure it's going to be like a thousand calories in one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I got. Uh, I have to give it a try though. Now you that you talked about it, got to try it. Yeah. All right, Jack. Uh, now, what about Christmas ham or Christmas turkey? Which do you prefer? And which did you grow up with? I'm curious as well. Um, both. We we've done turkeys and we've done hams. Um, I think maybe we did more turkeys than hams, if I'm not mistaken. But I'll take a Christmas ham any day of the week, like over uh, a Christmas turkey. You know, yeah. turkey is nice on Thanksgiving, but it's very dry. It's kind of it's a dry meat. It's not like it's not necessarily the most delicious bird meat or poultry that you can that you can eat. I, I love it, but I eat it for nostalgic purposes. But a ham, oh man, a really nice ham is is so good. Like, oh man, a couple slices of ham with some potatoes and yeah, it's just a, a beautiful uh uh meal. Yeah. I I miss I miss the Christmas ham, to be honest. What about you? You know, if I could choose anything, I would choose duck, I think, to make on Christmas. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. But that wasn't one of the options. <laughs> so I will go with ham yeah. um, as well. I think turkey, it's just pretty bland. The only time I had really good turkey was my grandpa and I think my cousin like made a recipe together where it was like turkey al pastor, which is like a Mexican taco kind of seasoning, but not like what you would typically think of as taco seasoning in the Midwest. It has like um, chipotles and like some other dried chilies and adobo like mixed in a spice mix and then rubbed on the turkey. And it was really good. Yeah. Um, it made the turkey super, super flavorful. But... Besides that, I've just never been a huge turkey fan. I'm okay with the leg as well. Like, I prefer the leg over the yeah. breast or anything. But I just, I'm not a turkey fan. I mean, well, as you said, yeah. go ahead. Oh, uh, no, I'm sorry. It was just, it's easy to make it, it's easy to dry out a turkey. If you, if, yeah. if it's cooked properly where people are adding water, basting it, um, you know, a couple sticks of butter <laughs> all over it, yeah. um, you know, it can really make it, make it delicious. So it it depends on how it's prepared, I think. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely had it the most delicious turkey and it still wasn't. I just it's harder to make that delicious. And like a, if you just put a ham in there, you know, rub some spices or some hot honey on it or something and yeah. stick it in the oven, you know, it's going to come out good. And it even just even just it just bakes in its own fat. Yeah, and it comes out like good <laughs> yeah. every time pretty right. much. It's just less of a hassle. I, I just prefer it um to cooking the turkey. So, you know. Yeah. I I am also a a ham fan. Yeah. What about candy canes or chocolate oranges? Now, candy canes uh for viewers who are unfamiliar are these little 
cane-shaped candies that are white and red, and they have a strong peppermint flavor, a very strong peppermint flavor. Um, and then the chocolate orange is very popular here in the U.S., and it's just a chocolate shaped like an orange. It even has little wedges that come out of its hole, and it's just kind of orange-flavored, but it does have like an artificial orange flavoring, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean the the when it comes to like eating, I'd probably rather eat the chocolate orange than the candy cane. But if you're if you're talking about aesthetics, you know, like like the the look of it, like I'd rather have a Christmas with candy canes and no chocolate oranges if that makes sense. Because we used to decorate our tree with candy canes. We'd Uh huh. put Yep. them on the tree. And then you could, you know, if you're like need a mint or something and you're, you know, you could take one and break off a piece. But to eat a whole candy cane is, is, uh, Kind of overwhelming. yeah, it's too much mint. It's, it's Yeah. just not good. Um, I kind of only like the green and white ones. They're, they come in different colors, and the green and white ones have the, like, spearmint flavor. Have you had those? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yep, they have It's, like, fruity a little ones. different. They have um, all kinds of different They have bubblegum flavors. flavored ones. I do like those, actually. Bubblegum ones and the lemon ones, like the lemon ones. That are, or, But, yeah, I think the aesthetics are very Christmas thing, the red and white or the green and white or the red and green and white candy canes. Um, but... I even though I don't really like the chocolate orange because it's it's kind of artificial tasting I think I'd still rather eat it just because the candy cane gets so overwhelming after a while Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to eat a candy cane. I think my, I don't think my teeth could handle it anymore. you know, it's like burning your mouth too and yeah. it's just like just yeah pure I don't sugar. know It's just eat. You're just eating a sugar. Like if I'm going to eat that much sugar, I want to enjoy what I'm eating. Like, I don't Yeah. want to, I'm not going to just open a bag of sugar and start, you know, taking spoons of sugar. I'm going to eat something decadent, you know, something naughty, Um, a, a dessert that I really enjoy. And so I wouldn't, Right. I just wouldn't waste the calories on a candy cane, but a piece of chocolate, like one slice of, of chocolate orange. I kind of like that. It's, it's, it's like an interesting flavor. Like you said, you, you said, use the expression flavor profile. It's got like orange zest in it, but it's also chocolate. I don't mind that. I wouldn't be able to eat the whole thing, obviously, but one slice of it would be, you know, kind of perfect. Right. Yeah, for sure. How about Christmas cookies or gingerbread men? Now, Christmas cookies are like a sugar cookie with a sugar icing. It's literally just like cream or water and powdered sugar and food coloring that we put on top of Christmas cookies. Yeah. Um, And the base is just kind of like a vanilla butter sugar cookie base. And then gingerbread men have a gingerbread base, which are, it has ginger as one of the seasonings. And then it has like treacle or molasses. So like a thick dark sugar as another seasoning. Um, and
but 100% give me a Christmas cookie any day of the any day. Like I I would love I love Christmas cookies. Especially one shaped like a tree or Santa Claus or a star. Um you know, those are I I love Christmas cookies. I I like them for the nostalgic purposes and I like the way they taste too. So that's my choice. What about Yeah, you? I I would also pick Christmas cookie just because uh like you said gingerbread, you know, it's interesting. I could I could eat one um and I would enjoy it, but I think Christmas cookies are just they can be too sweet, which is why when I make my own, I prefer to just do like an outline of icing instead of covering the whole cookie in a sheet of icing. Um but it's Just one of those delights that you could just, you could eat five in a row easily and not really notice. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I indulge. That's why yeah. we don't. I don't have. I don't. We don't. We don't make them here <laughs> around. Yeah. Can't have them in your house. Yeah. No, You could no, eat no. them. I Yeah. can't. I Easily. can't. Especially, especially when my mom used to make them. She would make like a hundred. You know. I mean, Yeah. they were they were everywhere. They were. Um, you, you, every time I walked past the kitchen, I, I'd grab one or two and head down to watch TV. And that's why they call it the, uh, holiday 15 or whatever you gain. Like, uh, I guess that's not, no, that's the freshman 15. Sorry. That's I'm a freshman not using 15. that. The holiday It's something five, else. I think, Holiday maybe. five is what it's called, right? The Yeah, five nowadays pound. it does feel like it could be more like 15. But... Well, it used to be 15 for me, probably. But yeah, I mean, I would always gain a ton of weight around the holiday season because I just ate whatever I wanted. And there were, it was everything was around. You know, there's just every corner you turn, there's some new treat that my my mom was preparing Christmas cookies, chocolate covered cherries, almond bark. I mean, how you what are you going to do? Say no to that? I mean, it's Yeah, just impossible. especially as a kid, there's like so many treats. I remember uh, one time I was at like my dad's uh, like department's Christmas party because my dad is a professor. And I remember I grabbed like another cookie. I already had like two or three. And then one of the other professors was like watching us children kind of. And he said... how many have you had? And I said, one. And he's like, oh, that's the per... Well, that he's like, well, the perfect answer is two because no one will tell you that you can't have another one. And I said, well, the perfect answer is one because then I can have two more, not just one more. <laughs> and I had, yeah, I had lied and said it only had one already, but it already had three. Um, and it's just such a kid thing because there's just like, there's literally mountains of different desserts, like holiday cookies and brownies Yeah. and... Why and was that guy? What was he? The cookie police or something? That's kind of what he was. I like. I don't know what, why he was on my butt about this, but he was kind of messing with all the kids in the same way. But it was kind of annoying. I was like, "Bro, you didn't even bring these. I will have as many as I want." Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like that at all. I don't like that. It's like a form of shaming, uh, yeah, shaming for sure. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It Some was adults. weird. Uh, you, you like to do that to kids, and I I never understood what uh, why they do that. It's it's really annoying.
Right, what the power trip is about. I mean, kids yeah. are there to enjoy the holidays. They don't really have to worry about calories the same way we do either. They're like running around burning that off pretty much constantly. Sure. <laughs> of course, yeah. of course. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, it's such a joyous experience because literally there's like mountains of brownies, mountains of different types of cookies, cake. Um, oh, fudge. My mom used to make fudge too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Love fudge. Fudge. There's like the least popular desserts, which are like you know, fruit cake. bourbon cake, <laughs> fruit cake. Yeah. Um, bread pudding with raisins in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Things <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's like the ones that are kind of like sugary snacks, like candy covered pretzels or chocolate covered strawberries or you know whatever. Um. But yeah, there's just such an assortment of different snacks. And I think it's just yeah. such a great time, great time to be a kid because you're like so awestruck by all of this delicious food. And you don't even you're not worried because you didn't have to bring anything to the party. That was your parents' job. So you're yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I, just sneaking cookies is the is is the best uh, part of it. I mean, it usually those those kinds of uh, holiday parties, nobody cares. Everyone's. The adults are are getting drunk and, you know, they're drinking they're drinking a different kind of eggnog, you know, eggnog with some bourbon or yep. <laughs> some alcohol in it, um, which I always thought was disgusting. I tried that when I was an adult. I, I drank the alcoholic eggnog and I was like, why would you ever ruin eggnog with alcohol? Like you should have the one in Mexico. It's called Rompope and it's like. It's much tastier than the eggnog spiked with alcohol here in the U.S. It's like a, it's thinner and it has like more different spices in it. And it's really in kind of vanilla flavored and it's very tasty. It kind of tastes like a Bailey's Irish, but like. Oh, OK. Eggnog. Then I could get on board probably. Yeah, it's that. good. Okay. Yeah. But the one here, it's like it, the texture is kind of wrong for for like the alcohol as well. It like makes it thick and it's already thick. And then it's just like thick and burning your throat at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's just well, it just has a horrible aftertaste. It's just like, oh, yeah. You're like, why no, did thanks. I drink that? <laughs> for sure. All right. Which brings us to our next talking point. Terrible Christmas traditions. Mm. Jeff, what is something you think is a terrible Christmas tradition? Terrible Christmas traditions. Um, all right. Well, let's see here. I think one terrible Christmas tradition is car caroling. Like caroling is annoying, right? Like yeah. If you're participating in caroling, you're you have to go outside in the freezing cold weather, and then you're going to people's houses and singing uh to them but they didn't ask for it so it's unsolicited singing for and they're kind of interrupting your like holiday time yeah you're eating dinner or something and then it's like oh hey carol the carolers are here and then we all have to run out and pretend that we enjoy that they came by but we're just like really hoping they'll leave really soon <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's just it's like and the carolers are so excited and they think that everybody loves it and it's like you know it's like when you're when your toddler gives you a uh artwork from kindergarten or whatever <laughs> and you're like look look what i made you know and you have to be like pretend that it's the most amazing uh painting ever painted 
um, of a horse or whatever. And, and, uh, but really, you know, it's, you, you don't, it's not genuine. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe some people enjoy it. They like genuinely enjoy caroling. I just frankly think it's more of like a movie thing. It's like, like a performance thing too. Like, a like we yeah. perform, it's just like a, a tradition. So people perform it, even if they don't want to kind of. Well, you know, the, the, the thing I, my problem with it again, is just the in, intrusion, like going to people's houses and doing it. I kind of like, um, like maybe if you go to a performance, like if you go to a church service or something like that, and then there's a choir singing some of the Christmas songs, then right. I, I'm like, that's great. I, that's what I signed up for. Or but, if you're like, if a carol, you know, I think it'd be better if like the carol group like went downtown or something and they were just like downtown kind of busking, like because if you're in the downtown area yes. or whatever, then you would expect to see stuff like that on Christmas. And it kind of. I don't of, mind that either. I don't mind public, yeah. public singing around the, the holiday season. I'm not a total Scrooge. I'm not like a bomb right. bug. I just think it's like the personal intrusion. Like I'm in the middle of Die Hard. Um, you know, it's like <laughs> a really cool part coming up. And then I hear. These people singing outside, I can't be rude and ignore them, but I have to humor them, but I don't really appreciate it as much as they think that I appreciate it. So, you know, you know who appreciates the carolers are elderly people. They just That's love true. that stuff. So they should just go to elderly people's houses and just put a smile on. on or like elder, like they should go to nursing homes and just like sing. Yes. I, that would be like the most. Go to nursing homes. That's what they, they love that. Don't, don't carol on my street. No one. Yeah. No get one off cares. my freaking street. We're like. Yeah, get out of, <laughs> get off my yard. I'm shake my cane at them. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm not a fan of carolers either. I, I, the interruption you know what i think would be a really funny comedy sketch is if you're like in there arguing with your family and carolers like knock on the door and you have to like open the door and like, like suffer. what <laughs> what do you want yes, you have to like suffer through it Back the halls with balls of holly shut up <laughs> you're like glass breaking in the background people yeah, like just yeah. fighting i mean yeah the intrusion aspect is something that's hard especially because i think American culture is very individualistic and we don't like have community in the same way that other cultures do. And I think yeah. we, I, I mean, I'm not shitting on your perspective. I have the same perspective as you. I don't want anyone like knocking on my door. I probably won't answer. Um, <laughs> and yeah. we don't like, we don't really have that kind of, of community aspect. And it does feel like an intrusion and you have to suffer through this. And then oftentimes part of the tradition is like, you have to offer them like hot chocolate or something to drink. Yeah. Right. Some, some figgy pudding. Yeah. And yeah. Like, I don't even of... know what figgy pudding is. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've never seen it. I've never had it before. I couldn't pick a fig out of a police lineup probably. Um, <laughs> so yeah get off my lawn you carolers what else is there yeah, what, what's is... another like horrible christmas tradition i i, I i'll t i'll give you an example i have one i think that you would agree with is like i think this like this idea of parents that just go way over the top with presents is just is getting out of hand like you know um 
it's like keeping up with the Smiths, we say, right? That expression. Or, or like keeping up with the Joneses, you mean? Jo Joneses, sorry, not the Smiths. I'm thinking of Fine. something else. Maybe I'm thinking of the movie Mr. and Mrs. Smith. <laughs> you um, probably are. Yeah, keeping up with the Joneses. That's what I meant to say. Um, it's the, the idea that you have to like match what your neighbor's doing and do a little bit better to just just to prove to everyone watching how how well you're doing you know as far as like financially being financially successful and so you know i got my kids an xbox a new you know video game playstation and oh well then i got mine the newer one and you know there's this one up one one upsmanship um I don't I don't like it. I, I feel like the Christmas has just become and this has been for a long time way too consumer based. You know, it's just it's all about consumerism. How much can we consume and, and it's stuff that'll be in a closet uh, two months from now, just collecting dust, just junk. Mm -hmm. And I that that's that's one aspect of, of Christmas that I really I, I don't know. I, I just it's it's really gotten out of out of control, I think. So I I don't like that aspect of of the of Christmas. I want I, I want to get back to to a more uh traditional approach to it, which is the the family time. It's you know yeah. a time to not work, a time to decompress, spend time with family. And really make connections. And like what you said, you're always about the experience presence. Yep. Like, why not do something like that? Like go skiing or do something as a family. Use the money to like do something instead of just buy something. Just always buying dumb stuff, plastic garbage that's going to end up in the middle of the ocean a year and a half from now, you know? Right. Yeah. That's my I'm on I'm on my soapbox this morning. I you know, I agree. I agree because, as you know, I'm a huge proponent of the experience gift. I think experiences are so much more value valuable to us than item like actually getting physical material goods. Um, and those memories are something you get to keep forever. And, and its value only increases with time looking mm -hmm. back and with the junk you get on Christmas, it's like, okay, well, in 30 years, is this going to be any good? Or in, you know, in 20, in just five years now with, with planned obsolescence, it's probably going to be in the trash. I have a Nintendo um, Wii just collecting dust. Yep. No? We got a yeah. Wii as well. It also collects dust. We got a Wii for Christmas one year. Mm. Um, it's collecting dust. We barely we didn't play it that much to be honest at the time there weren't that many games for it in the u.s and like i don't know i just there's i think if i ever have kids i would like to include them on what would they like to have for christmas what would they like to do? You know, if they want some junk, sure, maybe they can have some junk. But like, mm -hmm. wouldn't you rather travel or would you rather go on a ski trip or would you rather go, you know, do something else and, and spend that time together and that money more wisely? Um, 
then yeah, then buying a bunch of junk. I actually haven't gotten presents for anyone this year, and I and I don't want presents from anyone either. I have enough stuff. I just don't want Yeah. more stuff. I mean, there's a couple things that people in my life like can need that I'm like, oh yeah, I'll get them that. But like, if I already have enough things, I don't want more clothes. I don't want like physical items, especially someone who travels so much. It just clutters up your space, and I don't have
is that. And then another, I'll add in a little, another one here, a last one. For me, I think it's having to see family that you don't want to see. And I think this is changing with each generation and my generation does this less now. But just the idea of packing your kids up and forcing them to go see grandma and grandpa or you know, and it's kind of a time we have such little time off these days, so little vacation time. And it just feels like it'd be so great to be able to spend that time decompressing or traveling or doing something that you want to do. And instead, we spend it seeing family that we sometimes don't even want to see. <laughs> um, yeah, for real. And family yeah. that doesn't necessarily see eye to eye with us or doesn't respect us. And it can be demoralizing to have to spend that little time off seeing people that you don't want to see in the first place. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good point. You know, I don't have that problem. I live in South Korea. All my family live in America, so I I never see them. But I know that uh, several of them will not speak to me because of our political differences. And uh, so, you know, it would be very awkward to try to have a a Christmas a, a holiday get together because I know that you know eventually the conversation will go to politics and I'll express my opinion and they'll, you know, denounce them as uh, evil and it'll be, it'll turn into a huge, a huge fight, a huge argument. So um, yeah, it's, it's funny how um, families are kind of split right now over the very, uh, in English, we say polarized, uh, political landscape in America. And so I, I, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. Like why, why put yourself through that? It's like, be, because it's a tradition. It's like, well, that's a dumb reason to do something you don't want to do. <laughs> you know, it's just out of tradition. It's like, well, make a new tradition. All right. My new tradition is not putting myself through that painful experience and uh going on a ski vacation with my you know best friend or something whatever you know um there's there's i i think we get we get stuck in these these ideas like you we have to do it but why right it's not making anyone happy that's the and the whole point of it is to be joyful and and happy holidays but if if you if you're not if you don't want to be around certain family members, why put yourself in that situation? So yeah, it's, it's a, it's an interesting thing. I, I think, like you said, I think younger generations are starting to go, you know what? I get very little time off. I'm not even going to go home for Christmas. I'm going to spend it with my friends or with my boyfriend, my girlfriend or whatever, my significant other. Um, we're going to make our own traditions and um, the heck with uh all, all the old traditions from the 1980s or the 1990s, we're, we don't have to do that anymore. And I respect people that do that. I, I like that. Yeah. So, Jack, moving on, um, I have some other this or that type questions. Uh, yeah. Okay. Which do you prefer, the Grinch movie 
the Grinch cartoon or the new animated Grinch movie? I would guess mm. which of all the Grinch series or movies do you prefer? Okay, so I, I saw the 1969 one, I think. It's, I, I can't remember what year it was, but it's the old Grinch cartoon. It's about a half an hour long. It's about 30 minutes or 25 minutes long. Then there's the Grinch movie with Jim Carrey, which is a full feature length movie. And it's a live, you know, live action um, movie of the Grinch. And then they also re recently released a kind of Pixar. I don't know if it was Pixar, but like a a CG animated Grinch yep. movie. I saw that. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I never I haven't seen that one um it's because not part of it i turned it off after a while i didn't like yeah, it yeah it looked boring to me and it, it was mm -hmm. like I, I i think the perfect length for the grinch story is about 20 minutes or 25 minutes which and so the grinch cartoon i love the animation it's very loyal to the book dr seuss's animated style mm -hmm. it's um it's got a great message it's funny it's got really good music it's got the whole thing. So, and it's also creepy. It, my, my daughter used to be very scared of the Grinch um, from that funny. cartoon because he does look very creepy. Um, he does. Not, look not as creepy as the Jim Carrey one. That's even worse. But Right. The one slur, like, is the one that got me for Dr. Seuss. I had a dream that the one slur was choking me when I was about, like, eight years old. And after that, I never wanted to watch, I never wanted to read The Lorax again, which is another famous Dr. Seuss um, story. Yes. And okay. I, I yeah. loved The Lorax prior to that. I would force my, I would force anyone who would offer to read to me um, to read me The Lorax as a child. Yes, again, uh, conservation story, a story of conservation and, and, you know, a great message, but done in in a super creative way. That's this amazing. Um, yeah, a very, very creative and fun way. Yeah. Um, they, they tried to make that into a movie recently, too, and it didn't really work again. No. Like, it, it doesn't quite do it. Um, yeah, it's like they kind of messing it up. It just doesn't work the same. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I actually am gonna go a little against the grain and say my favorite of all the Grinch remasterizations or whatever is just the original story. I just mm -hmm. nothing beats, you know, as a kid sitting in you know your parents' lap or whatever, having them read you the Grinch and just following along with the illustrations, the original illustrations, which are very well done. Mm -hmm. And you kind of imagine all the different food they talk about and all, you know, and, and the Grinch and what he's like. And it just like nothing beats how vivid a child's imagination is. And I think that that's something really special. So I think for me personally, I would have my kids read the story. I would read it to my kids because it's just such a special little story. Yeah. Go to the source. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think you're probably right. I mean, I can't argue with that. I think the Grinch cartoon from the 1960s is is the be second best choice. Um, but yeah, I think reading the story uh, is is the best. Especially and I'm gonna... when oh, you're, sorry. Didn't yeah, when you're a child, I, it's the best. It's great. Yeah, for sure. I, I was going to chime in and say as an adult, I actually watched the Jim Carrey one because I did not see it as a child i saw it later and 
seeing it as an adult, it is pretty funny, at least to me. So I did enjoy it. I mean, it, Jim Carrey kind of has a really physical comedy aspect, so he's kind of wacky, you know? And I think it, the whole concept worked pretty well um, with his acting. And... Um, yeah, it got some laughs out of me seeing it as an adult. I mean, as a kid, I think it's like it's not going to be as funny or as like entertaining, maybe. But as a as an adult, I, I it kind of similar to watching Elf or something. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, the movie Elf is probably one of the best Christmas movies of the last twenty years, twenty Yeah, five that years. is a great Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then speaking of the Grinch, uh, as our listeners may or not or may not be familiar with, the Grinch's heart grew three times that Christmas, meaning that he became a much better, warmer, kinder and more empathetic person by the end of the story. So, Jack, what makes your heart grow three times during the holiday season? Ooh, that's a good question. What makes my heart go three sides? Um, I'm gonna go back to uh, I'm gonna go back to the uh, cartoons, um, because there's one cartoon that makes my heart grow three sizes, and uh, the, you you know this one. It's the uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Um, uh huh. I never have thought you? all the way through. Oh, you've never seen the whole thing. Oh my gosh. Okay, this one is. Uh, It's got the music, it's got the story, um, and at the end when all the, you know, all the kids are singing uh, around the, the little Christmas tree that Charlie Brown had bought, it was a such a sad tree, but they dressed it up and, and made it look nicer, and then they were all singing. I don't know, I, I really love that, uh, I think because I, I watched it with my daughter when she was young. I would I I somehow downloaded it off of the uh, internet like twenty years ago or something, and mm -hmm. or fifteen years ago, and um, so every Christmas my daughter and I would watch this as kind of a tradition. We'd watch uh, the Grinch. She didn't like the Grinch. That scared her um, when she was young, but she did love the Charlie Brown Christmas, uh, especially the music, and. Um, And uh, then that story always kind of gets me, you know, it always kind of it kind of tugs at my heartstrings. And so it kind of makes me my heart grow three sizes uh, larger uh, during the holiday season. So that I I've kind of I kind of uh, tied in the our last section to this this last segment here. What about you? What makes your heart grow three sizes? Well, I think this christmas it was i was just in the shop with my aunt um we were getting like some last minute christmas lights for the for the bushes outside because some of ours burned out um and getting a couple other things we needed at target and i walked past these little kids really little kids who i think were with their grandparents and kids must have been like three and four or something and the little boy was asking you know, oh, well, you know, if we do this, how will Santa know that this one's for me? And how will Santa know? Like, he was asking how Santa would <laughs> know or be able to figure out certain things. And it yeah. was, it's so cute because, you know, as an adult, we know that Santa isn't real. Um, And yeah. it's, but it's like such a joy to hear 
children like caught up in that kind of fantasy of Santa. Yeah. Um, it's just so it's so cute and like warm and and fuzzy. And you hope that they it's almost like it's just like the Christmas magic. It's just so real when you're a kid and you're like waiting for Santa to come and you're so excited you can't even sleep. It's just like the world is such a great place when you're a kid. <laughs> I know, and you I know that. Uh, I I miss that uh, the, your eyes just wide open at midnight on or you know eleven fifty nine on Christmas Eve because you're just too excited to to go to sleep, um, I wish and yet you still fall asleep, and then you wake up in the morning and you rub your eyes and you're like, and then you remember it's Christmas morning. And you run to the tree. I mean, how great is that? That is the greatest. Um, that memory also makes my heart grow three three sizes. Just remembering what it's like to be a kid and then remembering what it was like for my daughter to wake up on Christmas and trying to give that to her. That was How great. did your daughter find out Santa wasn't real? Uh, my wife said that I just told her one day. And uh, I don't remember doing that, but I probably did. That's I, brutal. I know. I just, I just said like, oh yeah, he's not real. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I, I did that. I think I felt like she was old enough to where it was like, you know, the 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 mystery is is gone now. It's you know. How old do you think she was when that happened? According to my wife, she was probably. nine or 10, but I, I would think maybe she was like 11 or something, maybe a little bit older, you know, in, in elementary school, it wasn't like she was four or five and I just, you know, ruined Oh. Right. it for Ruin her. the magic. It was getting close to the time where you start to, you know, they start to hear rumors and in, innuendo around the, uh, the school that, uh, Santa may not be real. So I Right. just kind of told her, yeah, it's not real. You wanted her to hear it from you. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, I want her to know that I was the one that stayed up till two thirty in the morning, trying to put the uh, the, the the kitchen set together. Um, it, it was very difficult. I was like sweating, and it took. You needed all these crazy tools to, and it was weighed a ton, and uh, you know it was like a a, a fake kitchen kitchenette, you know, air, area with a refrigerator and all this stuff, and. Oh man, those days building those toys. I I do not miss that at all. Mm -hmm. right yeah well that's wild i don't know how i think my dad also just told me santa wasn't real i was like i was like oh i was like 13 though but it's not that i didn't think santa wasn't real already it was like my sister was older than me and she kept pretending santa's real so she could keep writing her list to santa and just like have my parents give her presents Yeah. um She's and smart. yeah and so she was like keep writing your list to santa and so then we just kept doing it. and then my dad i think was fed up with us doing that so he just told us santa wasn't real i was like 12 or i must have been 12 or 13 and she was Yeah. like 15 or 16 He's well like, 15 what do you want? Just tell me yeah what you want. <laughs> grow up or whatever but even when i was like 10 or 11 i think i still believed in santa because i remember asking santa claus for an older brother because i was tired of my sister picking on me and i was like you know if i had an older sibling i bet that would fix it then i would have someone to pick on 
her. <laughs> so that was my thinking. And I think it was like probably 10 or so when I <laughs> thought of that genius Your dad plan. is probably like, I can't deliver this one. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. yeah. Younger sibling, maybe. Older siblings, Can't just not, kind of yeah. out of the question. Yeah, Not yeah, younger might be possible, but older, we're not adopting a, uh, uh, a kid. Right, adopting a child. So, yeah, that was out of the question. All right, listeners, well, let us know what your favorite holiday traditions are in your neck of the woods. And, um, yeah, tell us what you think about our holiday traditions here in the United States. Um, and, yeah, what are some of your favorite holiday movies? Are there uh, certain foods that you eat during this time of year? Um You know, what is something that really warms your heart during this holiday season? Let us know at a to z English podcast at gmail.com. Drop us a comment on our website, a to z English podcast.com, and join our WhatsApp group, a to z English podcast, and our WeChat group. And we will see you guys next time. Bye bye. Bye-bye.